Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. I'm Jamie. I'm Kelly. And it's... Time for the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not normally the first one speaking, so it's weird. Yeah. You are this week. Yeah, this yep. week. Uh, so on, on Wednesday, the House Committee Health mm-hmm. Health Committee. Yep. Um, they voted the uh, Down syndrome abortion ban HB two fourteen out of committee favorably, which is which sucks. Yes. Um, but we did something pretty cool that morning. We. Um, uh, w- NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio, along with uh, PP Advocates of Ohio, um, uh, their, inc- it, their organizer, Sarah Ainskeep, and I put together a petition quilt um, with all the signatures that we've collected uh, in opposition to HB 214, so a little under 2,000 signatures, and we made a quilt. Um, actually, we made two quilts because our office space and cars do not accommodate a quilt <laughs> that large. Right. So they were about, one was about 17 feet long and the other was about 19 feet long and they were both six-ish feet wide. So they were not small quilts, Mm -hmm. but they were much sturdier than anticipated considering they were only made out of packing tape and paper. (laughs) (laughs) They were fabulous. Thank you. Um, They looked pretty cool. And then Gabe delayed the highway patrol from kicking us off the steps immediately, which was nice. Yeah. Teamwork uh, makes a dream work was definitely the theme on Wednesday. Yep. And, <laughs> yes. and after they voted the bill out of committee, we went up to Speaker Rosenberger's office and delivered the petition quilts. And shockingly enough, they accepted them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was very surprised by that. <laughs> I was expecting them to be like, um, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. I think they still kind of did that, but they also didn't think that they could say no. So the look on the staffer's face as we unfurled these massive banners <laughs> in her relatively small office space. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of priceless. Yeah. yeah I mean, was. it's good to know because I'd never actually been to the speaker's office, so I had no idea how big the space was. So I'm really glad we didn't make a larger banner. Yes. Right. But now I know for next time, should I need to do something like that? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, and back in the committee hearing, our folks did a fabulous job again. Um, Rep. Sykes, Amelia Sykes, introduced an amendment um, that would have explicitly stated that the woman was never required to give a reason for why she was having an abortion. Right. Um, which was rejected. Which was, of course, yeah, immediately rejected. Um, but this was a... a- this was a new tactic that we hadn't heard in the previous uh, iteration of this bill, that her amendment. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, and the way she took it, because she's a lawyer, and so she thinks about things, I think, a little bit differently than, like, advocates and those kinds of things. But, you know, she's really focused on the punishment, like, how would we punish doctors for this? Right. And really, the only way to punish a doctor for this would be to force a woman to come into a courthouse and talk about why she had her abortion. Right. It's really the only way. So, you know, she introduced this amendment to make sure that that would never happen. Of course, um, Representative LaTourette immediately was like, I don't think this is going to be the case and blah, blah, blah. And I don't like this amendment, so I'm going to table it. Which is, uh, I'm, I'm trying not to call Representative LaTourette names here, but... Um, <laughs> It's hard that, sometimes. That's false. Mm-hmm. The, you know, th- this is almost like a really basic logic puzzle. Uh, doctors 
would be charged, the bill charges them with a fourth degree felony. So this isn't, you know, a minor misdemeanor. This mm-hmm. isn't like, you know, having to go to traffic court because you get a speeding ticket. This is a felony. Jail ending time. the doctor's career. Yeah. And so if you're going to charge a doctor with this, there would have to be a trial. That's the level that they're mm-hmm. attempting to apply things. This isn't a little fine, uh, you know, uh, taken by some, you know, uh, some board somewhere. This is a court trial. Mm-hmm. And so there would have to be witnesses and a woman would have to be called for to testify. Yeah. There's no other way around that. Representative LaTourette can say, oh, I don't think. But really, that's what it would mm-hmm. be. Well, and she also keeps kept repeating this false statement that she likes to use every time we talk about the bill on how the bill doesn't block a woman's access to abortion care. But it does. (laughs) Because we're not prosecuting her, and we're not saying she can't have the abortion. We're saying that the doctor can't perform the abortion. That's blocking access. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, the doctor's the only one who can perform the abortion. So if the doctor can't perform an abortion, she doesn't have access. I think what's really strange about this is if a person does, like, like... Get an abortion based on like the Down syndrome diagnosis. Like they have to then testify against the doctor who allowed this to happen, despite mm-hmm. them wanting it to happen. Which like seeing somebody like be called as a witness for something like they wanted in the first place. Like I, I just is this ever going to happen? Yeah, probably not. And that's I mean, and that was I think Rep Sykes's initial point in one of the previous hearings. I think it was sponsor testimony on the bill when she was like how are you enforcing this? Like, how, like, do you imagine that somebody would be prosecuted? And basically the sponsor of the bill, La Tourette, was like, well, even if we never enforce it, it just sends a message of, you know, what we care about and blah, blah, blah. That's not what legislation is for. You can Mm -hmm. write a resolution, put out a little statement. This is a bill applying a felony. Yeah. Obviously, you know, it's one of the, again, one of those, um, a symbolic bill. Yes. Well, and, but also that just sends a chilling effect on doctors. Like, how do you know these things and how do you prosecute and would they be prosecuted or would they would not be prosecuted? I mean, mean, it would also set a precedent for like any other like reason to not have an abortion. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, we're going to outlaw any other type of reason for an abortion. Like, uh, you're 17 weeks, me. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Not cool. Well, I mean, one of the questions that I got and other people got about, well, would an abortion be okay in this case or in that case? You know, it just, I don't care. Like, it's something the woman thinks she needs. Like, she can have it. That's what this is. We don't, we're not like, well, you know, why do you want chemotherapy? (laughs) What's your decision behind that? Why do you want open heart surgery? Like we don't right. ask anybody else those questions. Right. To to explain out a little bit more the questions that you were being a- asked <laughs> for for the second <laughs> cycle now, Naraj Antani, Representative Antani of Dayton, has asked you specifically, yes. "What if the fetus was gay?" And I think this time he, he added expanded, trans. Yeah. Like. At this point, the fetus is literally non-gendered. So there's no <laughs> transgender. There's no gender at all. The fetus does not have sexuality. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but also the there's no way to gay? tell. Like, come <laughs> on here. You know, and it's funny because, you know, he's a right-wing, very conservative legislator who very much so, I would think, would be in the 
you made a choice to be gay category. And now he's sitting there arguing that there could be genetic testing for it. And we could, you know, have abortions because of those genetic testing. I'm like, dude. I mean, at the end of the day, the people, like the reason people have abortions based on like a specific diagnosis is because they don't think they're going to be good parents to these children, which I don't want people to not be parents if they don't want to be parents. Yes. Like that's just the, at the end of the day. Right. <laughs> if Have, now having been a parent, if you don't want to do this, Please don't. <laughs> right. Every child a wanted child. That's um, it's the motto for a reason. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. For whatever reason, you don't want a parent. That's okay. And you should be able to not be a parent because of it. Right. Yeah. So this was the first actual vote on this that we've seen uh-huh. this cycle. Committee vote 12 to 5, right? Six. Which, 12, 12 to 6. six. Right along uh, party lines. Yes. Um, so there's also a version of this in the Senate. Um, if people, uh, use the link in our show notes, uh, or go to our website to, um, send an email to their legislators, they'll be sending it to both their member in the house and Senate because there's two bills mm-hmm. and both bills will hit both chambers if they continue to push this along. But if they can hear from enough people that this idea really, really <laughs> is unpopular because it's unconstitutional and immoral, mm-hmm. then maybe we can put the brakes on this thing yeah. and stop it like we did last time. Well, I was hoping. Yeah. And to right. uh, give shout outs to everyone else too. Um, Rep. And mm-hmm. Rep Sykes wasn't the only amendment. Um, Rep. Michelle Lepore Hagan had an amendment to increase special education funding because the people pushing this bill say that it's about helping people who have disabilities. So Also tabled. Yes. Also immediately tabled because we don't actually care about helping people with disabilities. And then um, Rep. and Nikki Antonio from Lakewood also introduced an amendment to um, re- to ensure that if a woman was denied access to abortion care by this bill, sh- her, she would be pre- covered on Medicaid through her pregnancy and that, that the resulting child would be Medicaid eligible for their entire life, ensuring that they would have access to the health care that they would need. Right. Also, also immediately, yeah, also immediately tabled also with a ridiculous speech from representative La Tourette about <sighs> how the ACA fixed everything and is wonderful, which she doesn't actually believe. And, and the, the Medicaid had been expanded to yeah. people who are 138% above the poverty line, which like that doesn't even like delve into like the problem of the poverty line is not a good line. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, even if, you know, this person was just barely above it or could get access to care through the ACA, it doesn't actually mean that people can afford the health care. So, especially with it like they're still trying to gut it. Yes. <laughs> so, that Medicaid expansion may not be here and the ACA may not be here. That's what I was thinking the whole time she was talking. It's like, if you have your way, those things won't exist anymore. So, yeah, so that was also immediately tabled thus concluding any chance that they should have to say, we care about people with disabilities. Right. But I'm the, sure they'll keep screaming it. The ACA and birth control coverage are very convenient when they need it and very like inconvenient when they don't. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Representative uh, Nikki Antonio, Representative Michelle Lepore-Hagan, uh, and Representative Amelia Sykes all offering mm-hmm. really good amendments to make a terrible bill at least somewhat understandable mm-hmm. and all of these immediately, immediately rejected by the committee. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, mm-hmm. uh, okay, we'll keep, a <laughs> we'll keep trying. Yeah, they along. didn't have session that day, so it couldn't go immediately to the floor. So we'll see if it comes up next week. Last, last session, it got a vote out of committee and never went anywhere. So right. we'll wait and see. Yay. Yay. 
If they put stuff on Halloween interfering with trick-or-treat, I'm going to be <laughs> extra upset. I think it's actually Wednesday, so it'll be <laughs> trick-or-treat hangover. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to see it anyways, but if they screw a trick-or-treat, then it just adds a layer of punishment. So. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so that was in the state house. Would I be able to wear a costume to the committee vote or the, the house vote if that was the case? I think you should. Yeah. I absolutely will. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think you should bring your kids in and make them trick-or-treat to each member because oh if, God, if dad has to miss trick-or-treat because of this, we're going to come here and annoy the crap out of you. Right. That sounds like the plan to me. That's the worst idea. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, the other thing that happened uh, this past week in Ohio was you were down in Cincinnati. What did you do? Yeah, last night I was in Cincinnati at um, Life Forward is the name of this clinic. I know, it's gross. It's a Fake crisis. Clinic. Mm-hmm. Uh, fake clinic. Uh, it is a crisis pregnancy center um, on Auburn Avenue. So, incidentally, right down the road from the mm-hmm. Planned Parenthood in Cincinnati. And Shocking. Yeah, and it's a it's a fake clinic. There is no doctors there. There is no medical care actually provided. But they do have free ultrasounds and free pregnancy tests. No, this no. is. Um, so yeah, this is part of the exposed fake clinics week of action that Lady Parts Justice Repro Action and one in three campaign are doing. And so the University of Cincinnati one in three chapter um, organized this protest. So Kim Mason and C.T. Chang, which are awesome folks, um, put together this pretty delightful protest and uh, got to hang out with some pretty awesome people in Cincinnati last night. I'd say about 25 people showed up, including one man who was walking by and then said, what are you guys doing? Oh, cool. Let me go grab my coat. And he came back. (laughs) (laughs) That's always the best moment. Yeah. It's kind of like the person, I think, didn't we have somebody in Columbus who like got off the bus, got confused, and then like joined us for a minute, too? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you doing? People. Oh, yay. <laughs> Can I help? Because people, I think, you know, <laughs> e- even though these are organizations designed to trick people. <laughs> they're pretty good at it. <laughs> they're good at it, and then people realize what's going on, maybe, you know, maybe too late for their specific situation, but. Then they know for next time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or for other people. Yeah. And so, so these sort of protests, they do get a positive response from people in the oh, committee yeah. that are sick and tired of these storefront, you know, fake clinics lying to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had lots of like positive feedback, people honking as they were driving by being like, hell yeah, <laughs> exposing the lies. Nice. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's our state stuff. Um, uh, late, late this week, midweek. Um, down in Texas, we learned that, uh, it was on Wednesday. Yeah. Cause it yeah. was the same it was day the as good our news. Vote. It was the good news on the bad Didn't news. Day. <laughs> the good news, uh, is that Jane Doe did, uh, did get an abortion, uh, that she was seeking. And released an awesome statement following it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, went through just like the nastiest court process. Mm-hmm. You know, in in recent history, far more challenges than anyone probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this this uh, uh, anonymous you know young woman, an immigrant, being held by the federal government um, mm-hmm. and their uh, ORR Office of uh, Refugee, Refugee yeah. Settlement. I think yes, that's it. Um, that you know. Tom Price, uh, the HHS secretary, absolutely refused to allow her to mm-hmm. get access to medical care in the form of this abortion. And it took multiple rounds, uh, including the Ohio connection here, is Mike DeWine filed an amicus brief. He joined other states' attorneys general uh, to uh, 
to to Sticking say his hey nose where he doesn't need to yeah, yeah. yet again <laughs> Mike Dewine here mm-hmm. interfering uh, where he has absolutely no business yeah I've done everything I can to screw women in Ohio let's screw women in Texas too right I mean it does seem to be like kind of a like a a rat race between Ohio and Texas as to who could mm-hmm. be the worst of people yeah uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> And we don't need crossover to make it worse. No, we no. really don't. So, yeah, so it was really exciting that she did, fi- really relieved that she did really finally get the access to the care she needed. But, I mean, the stories that are coming out and the fact that there are lots of other young girls in these centers who are equally being denied access to care and the abuse that she faced in this center after expressing her desire to have an abortion, being forced to be um, taken to a CPC. People were asking her what she was going to name the Uh baby. They made her call her mother at home after her story included the fact that she witnessed her older sister being abused because she got pregnant out of wedlock. And that was one of the reasons she left home and came to the United States for a better life. They forced her to call her parents and expose her to that. I mean... Time and time again, they just really proved that they didn't give a shit about crap about, <laughs> sorry, Gabe, about, you know, the actual human being in this case. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, I, I just pulled up her statement here. Uh, she said, my name is not Jane Doe, but I am Jane Doe. I'm a 17-year-old girl that came to this country to make life better for myself. My journey wasn't easy, but I came here and hope." with hope in my heart to build a life that I can be proud of. I dream about studying, becoming a nurse, and one day working with the elderly. I mean, these are the sort of, you know, statements that we actually hear Mm -hmm. quite often from, you know, patients going into and coming out of abortion clinics. They've got other plans, and, you know, obtaining that abortion is a way of making sure that they can continue Mm -hmm. on with, you know, their path in life that they've chosen they don't need John Kasich to stick his nose in. They don't need Mike DeWine to, mm-hmm. you know, stick his nose in to what's really not any of their business. No. And the really frustrating thing with the Mike DeWine part, too, is his... So he did that as Ohio Attorney General, and then as candidate for governor on the other side, sent out this fundraising request to his email list about how why he did what he did and lied about how he was stopping taxpayer-funded abortion. There was absolutely no taxpayer funding for anything that happened, except for the forcible taking her to a CPC, and all those things were definitely taxpayer paid for. But, you know, they secured private donations for her care. She was being transported by her guardian at litem. They weren't even paying, you know, for her to be transported to the clinic. They just needed to open the door and let her walk out. That is the only thing they had to do. Right. So again, Mike DeWine gets a pants on fires for his stopping taxpayer funded abortion, which is a fabulous thing, by the way, we should taxpayer fund abortion all over the place. Hyde Amendment is cruel to lots and lots of people, but yeah. lying about this it doesn't being help. a specific, yes. <laughs> I got that Mike really DeWine email uh-huh. because he has added everybody who filled out his survey yes. about whether or not we should defund Planned Parenthood to yes. his email list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even. I get all of his emails now, but yeah. I'm staying on that list because I want to know what he says. It went immediately to my spam filter. <laughs> <laughs> my Mike Dwayne is spam. She will, even she emails me well enough to be like, nah, this ain't what you want. <laughs> right. uh, so in, in other federal news, um, the Trump administration is attempting to crack down on birth control access, removing 
the contraception mandate uh, in Obamacare, allowing for interference from religious employers. Uh, and also uh, in Congress, they're considering a six-week ban mm-hmm. uh, similar to what Ohio has been, you know, kicking around uh, and occasionally kicking down yeah. um, for for the past six years now mm-hmm. we've been dealing with. Yeah. Um, I, I'm... Uh, what is there left to say about this? And why? <laughs> right. I mean, how many states have rejected this thing? You know why? It's the same reason that the why happened in Ohio. Right. They're going to pass. The, they're going to start screaming about the six-week ban because they also are scheduled to vote or already did vote. I missed it. Um, the twenty-week ban. So, you know, just in the same way that we passed the 20-week ban and the six-week ban at the same time, Kasich vetoed the six-week ban and signed the 20-week ban, so he still looks like this moderate savior <clears throat> out there, and, <laughs> which he is not in You're any way, shape, or form. Yeah, so it's exactly what's happening up there. They started talking about the 20-week ban. It sounds all extreme until we start talking about the six-week ban, so we've got to have a hearing on the six-week ban, too, because it's going to make the 20-week ban look moderate. It's exactly what's happening. I wonder if like, Janet's put this together yet. <laughs> probably not, because she probably still thinks that her bill's actually going to pass, because that's what she continuously thinks. It's hilarious. Right. If it wasn't so dangerous. Yes. Janet Folger Porter, <laughs> who, who created this entire idea years ago, mm-hmm. um, she's the one who was pushing state legislators to, uh, to work on this and to continue working on it even after it had been rejected and, you know, cycle after cycle mm-hmm. after cycle. She was the one pushing it in other states. And, uh, you know, sometime this summer we saw pictures of her in the White House meeting with Mike Pence and other, Mm -hmm. you know, deplorables. Um, Mike Pence makes me so uncomfortable. Well, that's by design. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as as bad as Trump is, Mike Pence is. mm. Yeah. He's at least frighteningly competent. Yes. Therefore, more scary. Yes. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Much more scary. Yes. He also just looks like a villain in an X-Men movie, so. He kind of does. He's kind of got, like, weird squishy face and not not cut cute squishy face. Weird, <laughs> slimy <laughs> squishy face. Skeletor is, uh... Yeah. And no, it actually is a very good... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what happens on that. The hearing, committee hearing, is supposed to be sometime next week. Yep. So. It's it's federal legislation, so NARAL Pro-Choice America mm-hmm. um, tends to, you know, lead the charge. We, we do the state legislation. They do the federal legislation, so... <laughs> it's above our pay grade. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank God. <laughs> I don't have to deal with it this time. <laughs> right. Um, but we absolutely do encourage everybody to reach out to their member of Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, this is normally a party line vote sort of thing, so you'll figure out yeah, where much. they stand. Um so call your member of Congress. Let them know that you do not support either six-week or 20-week <laughs> yeah. abortion ban um, and that uh, you don't want the Trump administration interfering with access to birth control. I mean, either bill, I mean, if they pass the 20-week ban, that's still in like, direct violation of Roe v. Wade. So mm-hmm. it's just like a step in the right, right, wrong direction to overturn Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. Just speeding up court challenges. Yeah, So pretty much. Which, yeah. like probably better to do before some justices die <laughs> right yeah <laughs> you might want to speed that up mm-hmm. uh, yeah 
Yeah. Um, all right. So one thing I forgot to add to the agenda yesterday, uh, I had a chance to go up to, uh, OSU's, um, school of medicine, mm-hmm. um, and got to see our patients to advocates. Mm. Um, so this is the second, uh, class of, uh, women who have had abortions and are now, um, organized together through a cooperative program called patients to advocates. Um, it's narrow pro choice, Ohio, uh, new voices, um, for reproductive justice. Yep. Uh, Ohio RCRC, uh, and preterm. It's just those four, right? Not leaving anybody. Okay. Uh, so our four organizations are working together to help give these women a chance to speak up about Mm -hmm. what it was like to get an abortion, uh, they're learning a little bit about policy, and then that gives uh, them the opportunity to sit in front of uh, legislators and legislative staff. Um, in specifically yesterday, it was uh, in the afternoon clergy. Uh, but the big event in the morning, which I thought was absolutely terrific, was they uh, appeared as a panel before the Med Students for Choice. Uh, it's a, technically a student group mm-hmm. on campus, but really... It was uh, it was forty plus pre doctors, <laughs> <laughs> medical students, you know, who are going to be practicing physicians in just a short amount of time, and so they had this opportunity to hear from actual abortion patients what the experience was like, um, what were the challenges they faced, what were the uh, elements that maybe they weren't in the form of a policy or a financial cost, but added stigma to the process, you know, elements where patients sometimes do feel disrespected, Mm -hmm. even in the best situation, there can be little things that just rub you the wrong way that if we can remove those, Mm -hmm. make it easier for women to get a procedure that there are already barriers lined up, uh, to, you know, to prevent if case it gets its way. Um, and so they sat there for an hour and talked, and the med students just sat there and listened. It's a really terrific event. Um, we've got some photos of it I'll put in the thing. Uh, but this program's great. Yeah. No, and it's fabulous. And I think that the med students really, we did that with the last group too, and there was mm-hmm. a big, huge group. They really, they want to hear and what they want to do better and be better doctors, which is awesome. Yeah, the med students for choice are a great group. And I mean, a lot of them are, will be our future pr- abortion providers. Mm-hmm. So, like... They do a lot of great work, like mm-hmm. in Columbus, but also statewide. Yeah. yeah. Some of the members uh, of the group have testified, mm-hmm. um, not as representing the school, but just as as future as future doctors. doctors. <clears throat> um, so if you ever you know see our pictures and there's a group in white lab coats, yeah. uh, <laughs> those, those are med students. Oh, <laughs> those are the med students, uh, and they do a terrific job. Mm-hmm. So that Yay. was a, a good event. Uh, okay, so we move on to let's get it on and what's coming up soon. Yeah, I actually have dates for my events now. Yay! It's really exciting. So this coming Tuesday, which is Halloween, there's a Halloween happy hour at St. James Tavern. It'll be 6 to 8. This is my first time back to St. James since they opened after the fire, so I'm very excited about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the following Sunday, we'll have our first knit night, which will be a holy craft, which is in Clintonville. Uh, so like north of Columbus. Mm-hmm. Technically, still Columbus, yeah. um, and that'll be three to five in the afternoon. So we'll kind of like set goals for the for at night, and I mean it'll be a stitch and bitch, but like also fun, and mm-hmm. like maybe do some craftivism. Um, and there's another one that'll be December seventeenth. So if you're, you can't make it out of this one, that's okay. 
and then there's other things going on. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> Still exhausted from driving to and from Cincinnati. I, yeah. uh, <laughs> so uh, you've got your Halloween happy hour at the St. James Tavern. Yes, and then there's one in Akron, right? Yes, uh, at the Merchant Tavern in Akron, same night, uh, October 31st. Uh, that's at 7 p.m. Uh, our, our organizer up in Cleveland area in Akron, Annie Kroll, is uh, organizing that event. So um, if you're, uh, I guess by 7 you might be done trick-or-treating, or if you're not trick-or-treating you just want to come out and have fun with us, mm-hmm. um, we'll put the information for this in the show notes. Uh, Women Have Options uh, has some good events. You can check out uh, some of their dates uh, on our Facebook page and the events tab. Um, but they've got an Art for Access happy hour coming up on November 3rd. Mm-hmm. Um, preterm also has some great events. There's a Breaking Our Silence uh, abortion stories event November 6th at the Beachland Ballroom in Cleveland uh, at 6 p.m. Uh, and then November 8th is the next Repro Health happy hour. Yeah, that's right. Also, November 3rd, Holy Craft is having a vagina party. Fun. As you do. (laughs) Yeah, there's vagina cocktails and a vulva weaving, like, and uh, you can learn how to make a yonic steam for your vagina. (laughs) What is, do I want to ask what is vulva weaving? (laughs) You make a a wall art of, like, weaving a vulva. Oh, so, like, basket something? But it's a wall hanging, yeah. Oh, Okay. Tickets are pricey, but it sounds like it's fun. We, I think we, we need, we <laughs> need Walmart need here. <laughs> maybe, maybe I will go. Okay. You guys going to cover my ticket? That'd be cool. <laughs> well, and then also, um, it's not on there because it's not actually like an event we're organizing, but election day is November 7th. Yes. So you should definitely look into who your local candidates are and go and vote either then or early. Um, unfortunately, the only weekend of early voting is that weekend right before um, so you can check out the Secretary of State's website for all of the information on early vote. It's already started, but it's only really business hours right now. Right. So check out your candidates and vote, vote, vote. Cool. Okay. And we'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.